0: See, hallelujah! Glad to be with everyone on tonight. Apostles asked me to minister. We're going to prepare our hearts for the word on tonight. I'm going to ask that you would turn uh, a couple of passages, and then we're going to pray. Uh, You'll find um, uh, Genesis chapter 18, and then Romans chapter 4. Genesis chapter 18 and Romans chapter 4, and we'll prepare our hearts for the word on tonight. Let's go before God in prayer. Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to minister your word. We thank you for another opportunity to fellowship around your word, which is fellowshipping with you. We pray for heaven's answers. We pray for uh, heaven's uh, understanding. Uh, We we call on you, the God of heaven, to give us understanding and give us revelation and give us insight to everything that we need to live a life uh, that's pleasing to you, to, to live a life inside of your destiny, to live a life of faith. Your word says we walk, live by faith, and not by sight. We thank you in advance for all you're going to do to minister to us today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our apostle and first family. We thank you that you continue to bless and continue to prosper them in the business and in the ministry in every area of their lives. And we also, out of our connection with that head, receive blessings and prosperity in every area of our lives as well. Again, we thank you for what you're going to reveal to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Again, I uh, ask you to uh, look with me in Genesis uh, chapter 18. We're going to start at verse 10, and then we'll go over to Romans chapter 4. Uh, Apostle, been ministering last Sunday and then a few weeks ago, uh, and they just had me with this thought, and I want to talk about this tonight. My title is Shifting, it's kind of a long title Shifting to a Nothing Too Difficult for God Mindset. Shifting to a nothing too difficult for God mindset. Hallelujah, making that shift. I believe God is uh, wanting to convince, and as we look at the scriptures today, he's wanting to convince and he's he's worked to convince in biblical history, people as well as groups that there's nothing too hard for God, hallelujah. So that's our focus uh, on this lesson here today, is just looking at it in different uh, perspectives and different scenarios, but, but being persuaded that there's nothing too difficult for God. Hallelujah. Nothing is too difficult for God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You'll go with me again to uh, Genesis uh, chapter 18, and uh, we'll look at verse 10, Genesis 18 and verse 10. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, the Lord said, I will surely return to you when the season comes around. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening and heard it at the tent door, which was behind him. Verse 11, now Sarah, uh, Abraham and Sarah were old and uh, they were well advanced in years. It had ceased to be with with Sarah as with young women. She was past the age of childbearing. Verse 12, therefore, Sarah laughed to herself saying, after, uh, after I have become aged, shall I have uh, pleasure and delight my Lord husband being old also? In verse 13, uh, in Genesis 18, and the Lord asked Abraham, why does Sarah laugh, say surely, uh, shall I really bear a child when I'm old? And then notice here in verse uh, 14, is anything too hard or too wonderful for God. So again, we're talking about shifting into a nothing too difficult for God mindset. So here in verse 14, is anything too hard or too wonderful for the Lord? And he goes on to say, at that uh, point in time, when the season for delivery comes around, I will return to you and Sarah shall have born a son. Hallelujah. And so God is working with them and and, and, he, and and this question is presented to them, is anything too hard or too wonderful for God? Of course, the answer is no. But he was working with them to shift them to a mindset because they were saying, I'm, I'm old, I'm, I'm stricken in years, uh, I'm past the age of childbearing. But on the other hand, God is saying, he's trying to persuade them, you're looking at your side, but if you look at my side, there is nothing to difficult for God. There's nothing too hard for God. So he's working on the mentality. That's what we're leaning with, with, with our apostle, gleaning uh, uh, and learning and shifting our minds to, to see that there is nothing too hard for God. Now go with me to Romans chapter 4, and we're going to look at this in the King James Version, Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. i right, still talking about Abraham and, and Sarah, but here we just get right to the nitty-gritty of some basics uh, in faith. Some basics in faith. So Romans chapter 4 and verse 16 in the King James Version. I'm going to start at verse 16. And uh, here it says, therefore it is of faith. And that's where Abraham and uh, Sarah had to get. They had to get into faith. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. And this apostle touching on this Sunday. Faith and grace. Notice here at King James verse 16. To the end... Uh, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to only, uh, not to that only which is of the law, but to that which, uh, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And then in verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So God is saying, I have made thee. So uh, from God's perspective, it's already done. I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, and this is the God that he believed in, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. That's the God that Abraham chose to believe in. Notice here in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And then verse 19, these are some components about faith. And, and, and being not weak in faith, notice that, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the, the, the deadness of Sarah's womb. And verse 20, here's another key. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. And notice what he's doing, giving glory to God. And then here, verse 21, and being fully persuaded. This is what we're talking about when it says nothing is too difficult, shifting to being persuaded. So he was being being fully persuaded, says in verse 21, being fully persuaded that what he, what God had promised, he was also able to perform. So when we're talking about shifting to this mindset, we're talking about being able to be persuaded. And so Abraham was fully persuaded in spite of his conditions, in spite of his uh, limitations. He was fully persuaded that what he, what God had promised, he was able to perform. And then verse 22, it says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Verse 23, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. Verse 24, but also for us, or for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Hallelujah. If he can raise up Jesus from the dead, he can deal with any other situation. And so here are some components about how we're able to shift to a nothing too difficult for God mindset. So let's just look at some of these things for in Romans chapter four. Uh, again, if you look at um, at verse 17, Notice he believed in in this God. He was in agreement with this God. Uh, This is the God who quickeneth the dead, who makes alive the dead. This is the God who calleth those things that be not as though they were. In other words, this calleth is a word that means continues to call. So Abraham got into agreement with the God who calls those things that be not as though they were, those things that don't exist as though they did exist. So he got an agreement with that. so that was a that was a shift that he had to make. Notice verse uh, 18, who against hope believed in hope. And so even though uh, Abraham uh, and Sarah they had uh, natural and biological circumstances and reasons not to have a child, it says here Abraham chose to believe, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. So here, not only is there agreement, but who against hope, believed in hope. So he pressed beyond the natural. He, we could say he tapped into the supernatural, glory to God. He chose to believe in the supernatural, even though he had natural limitations. And then in verse uh, 19, we go on to say, and say, and not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body. So here's another key component of being persuaded. He didn't consider his own body, which it says was now dead. So it says he was not weak in faith, because he wasn't looking at his own body. He wasn't looking at himself. He didn't consider his, his inadequacies, all right? And, and then it goes on to say, um, in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. And so this was another uh, mind shift. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And then in verse uh, 21, uh, it says here, and being fully persuaded, that's the shift we're talking about. We're talking about shifting to being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what God had promised, he was able to perform. And so uh, the statement I want to give you here also is that the promise whatever that promise is, need our persuasion to help it to come to pass. The promise that God makes to us and we made to Abraham. The promise need our persuasion. That's that shift that we have to make for it to come to pass. And so again, we're talking about shifting to a nothing too difficult for God mindset or uh, mentality. And so he he was fully persuaded, it says in verse 21. And uh, and we know the result was that God performed uh, on on Abraham's behalf. And they had a child when they were beyond childbearing years. Glory to God. Now go with me to Numbers uh, chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to start at verse 30. We're going to look at another uh, incident. Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to look at verse 30. I want to look at this in the Amplified Bible. Again, Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to look at verse 30 in the Amplified Bible. So we saw here where God uh, worked with Abraham and shifted their mindset. And uh, here's the point I wanna bring out is that God works to convince or persuade a people that they can take their own real estate. He works to persuade a people that they can take their own real estate or take their own property. They can take their own possessions. So he's working to persuade a people. So we saw an individual or a family uh, with Abraham and Sarah, now he's working to persuade a people that they can take their own real, uh, real estate. So here in Numbers 13 and verse 30, uh, it says here, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. And notice here in, in uh, verse 30, you we are well able to conquer it. And so Caleb had made the the, the shift in his mind that nothing is too difficult for God. But there's another group of people that went to see the same land in verse 31. But his fellow scout said, we are not able to go up against the people of Canaan for they are stronger than we. And then verse 32. So they brought to the Israelites, what the Amplified says, an evil report of the land which they scouted out. They brought an evil report. and it's, And it says saying that the land through which we went to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And uh, all the people that we saw in it were men of great stature. So look at their perspective. And then verse 33, and we saw the Nephilim or the giants, the sons of Anak who uh, come from the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. And so God was working to convince the people that they could take their own real estate. This was the land that God had had given them. So Caleb said that we're were well able to to do it, but there were others that said, uh, the other 10 said we're not well able. And then notice it said that in verse 33, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Uh, So uh, a a point I want to bring out here is that being yielded, to God's persuasion, making that making that shift can open our destiny and can open their destiny, but the negative unbelief can block the blessing. So the result of the listening to that evil report. A generation land, that real estate that was there, this was their own uh, real estate, that this is theirs for the taking. But they were not able, some of them were not able to make that shift to a nothing is too difficult for God mindset or mentality. And they missed out on the blessing. So their negative unbelief blocked the blessing. So there was a promise, but the lack of being persuaded, and that's what we're talking about, being the lack of being persuaded prevented them from uh, walking into that land and taking that territory that God already had for them. So the difference was all 12 were looking at the same real estate. Two said we can do it and 10 said we couldn't do it. So the difference wasn't the real estate. The difference was the mentality or the mindset. And so that's what we're talking about, shifting into a nothing is impossible with God, nothing is in difficult, too difficult for God mindset. And so their lack of being persuaded, the 10's the lack of being persuaded robbed them of their uh, identity because it said, we were like grasshoppers, and we, uh, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And so it, it prevented them, it blocked them uh, from uh, seeing God work on their behalf. God worked, but they didn't get to see all the God did because they died in the wilderness, because They didn't make that shift to a nothing is too difficult for God mindset. Hallelujah. So that's the key. That's the key emphasis. Go with me to uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 32. Jeremiah chapter 32. Here's just another uh, instance or a case. And I'm going to call this uh, a a, a case of prophetic direction to purchase property. Uh, It was proof that there was nothing is too difficult for God. Again, go with me to Jeremiah 32. We're going to start at verse 11. Uh, Jeremiah 32 and 11. I'm going to look at this in the Amplified Bible. And here I'm saying that uh, this, was, this was a case of a prophetic direction to purchase property that was proof that there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. So here in Jeremiah chapter 32, and I'm in the Amplified, and I'm going to, I'm going to start reading at verse 11. It says, so I took the deed of the purchase, both that which was sealed, containing the terms and conditions the deed, and the copy which was unsealed, verse 12, and I gave the purchase deed to Barak, son of Nariah, the son of Messiah, in the the sight of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and the witness who signed the purchase deed in the presence of all the Jews who were sitting in the in the court of the of the guard so like today when you sign a contract you maybe have a notary to uh to observe the process and uh, make sure uh, that the the, the witnesses uh, witnesses uh the signatures so we see this this going on uh, even back then and then verse 13 and i charge uh barak before them saying verse 14 thus says the lord of hosts the god of israel take these deeds both the purchase deed which is sealed and this unsealed deed, and put them in an earthen vessel, that they may last a long time. Verse 15. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel: Houses and fields and vineyards shall be purchased yet again in this land. So this is a prophetic promise, and he has Jeremiah purchasing this land, and it's and it's it's a it's a symbol or prophetic declaration that houses, verse 15, that houses and fields and vineyards shall be purchased yet again in this land. Now, verse 16, it says, Now when I had delivered the purchase deed to Barak son of Nariah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, and notice his prayer in verse 17, Alas, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. And notice this, this phrase here, this sentence. There is nothing too hard or too wonderful for you, and so Jeremiah, even though the circumstances—it was a hard time, it was a hard economic time—they <coughs> were uh, they were not free. Yet uh, Jeremiah prays to God, and he says, "There's nothing too hard or too difficult or too wonderful for you in this situation." Hallelujah, and so this prophetic purchase of, of property. <coughs> excuse me this prophetic purchase of property uh, which I read uh, which which was in the enemy's hand at that time was evidence that God could turn things around hallelujah that there was hope of a better future in spite of the desperate times so uh, again uh, he's saying in verse 15 houses and fields and vineyards shall be purchased again in this land in verse 17 he says there's nothing too hard are too wonderful for you. So Jeremiah was making that shift to so that nothing too difficult for God mindset, even though this was hard, desperate economic times, he went ahead and purchased that on, at, at the direction of the Lord, as the prophetic direction of the Lord. And there was a symbol that things was going to turn around. And he, he joined his faith with God and having a mindset that said, there is nothing too difficult or too hard for God. Glory to God hallelujah so that's the mindset that we want to continue to work on and to develop go with me to luke chapter one here's another incident luke chapter one and verse 34 in the amplified luke chapter one and verse 34 hallelujah luke chapter one and verse 34 here's another instance where god persuaded And another uh, another, uh, term we can use for persuading is God convinced, or we could say God assured Mary and Joseph to accept their role in bringing the Savior to the world. So God works to convince them to shift their mindset, uh, Mary and Joseph, to accept their role, to accept their assignment in bringing the Savior into the world. Here in Luke 1 and verse 34 in the Amplified Bible, uh, a familiar passage, Luke one and thirty four, uh, and Mary said to the angel, "How can this be, since I have no intimacy with any man as a husband?" So again, she's in this transition to, to 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 shift to this nothing is too difficult for God mindset. So she says, "How can this be, since I have no intimacy with the man? I'm a virgin. How can this be?" And then at the, verse thirty five. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And so the holy, pure, sinless thing, or offspring, which shall be born of you, shall will be called the Son of God. Verse uh, 36, uh, the angel even goes on further to say, verse 36, and listen, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. So she was called barren. And then here in verse 37, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Hallelujah. So again, she's worked, the angel's working to shift Mary to a nothing is impossible mindset. And then verse thirty-eight. Then Mary said, "Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said." And the angel left left her. She made that shift. Okay. I'm, yes, I'm a virgin. Yes, I have not had intimacy uh, with anyone. But you want to you want to bring the Savior of the world through me, and you're and you're shifting my mindset to think in verse 37 for nothing, for with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power of impossible fulfillment. Then I say, yes, yes, Lord, hallelujah, yes, God. Yes, I received this assignment to receive the savior of the world. Even though I have no intimacy with any human being, no natural means of, of being pregnant. Yes, I say yes, because I shifted my mindset to believe that there is nothing too difficult for you God nothing is too difficult for God nothing is impossible or without fulfillment now notice these are all connected with the promise that God has given glory to God now go with me a little bit further go with me to to Mark chapter 9 Mark chapter 9 and we're going to look at verse 17 in the Amplified Mark chapter 9 and verse 17 hallelujah Mark 9 and 17, I'm being the amplified Bible. <clears throat> the point I want to bring out here is that the, the Lord can help develop your belief system because we're talking about being persuaded. We're talking about the, a, a persuadability. So the Lord can help your belief system to shift that all things are possible. Hallelujah. And I want to drive this home that. That, that the Lord wants to heal our broken persuadableness. He wants to heal that lack of ability to believe. He wants to heal that lack of being persuaded. Our Lord wants to restore and put back intact in our minds that there is a, a, a nothing too difficult for God mentality. Glory to God. So look with me here in in Mark chapter nine and verse 17. In Amplified, it says, and one of the throng uh, replied to him, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a dumb spirit. In verse 18, and wherever it lays hold of him so as to make him its own, it dashes him down and convulses him. And he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth And falls into a motionless stupor and is wasting away. I have asked your disciples to drive it out, and they were not able to do it. Verse 19, and he, Jesus, answered them, Oh, unbelieving generation without any faith, how long should I have to do with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. So here was a a situation where we could say a lack of, of being persuaded, a lack of uh, grabbing hold of the mindset that there's nothing too difficult for God. And so he says, uh, again in verse 19, Oh, unbelieving generation without any faith. How long shall I have to do with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And then verse 20, so they brought the boy to, to him to Jesus. And when the Spirit saw him, at once it completely convulsed the boy, and he fell to the ground and kept rolling about, foaming at the mouth. Verse 21, and Jesus asked his father, how long has he had this? And he answered, from the time he was a little boy. So it's been a long time. And uh, verse 22, uh, the father's still talking, and it says, and it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water, until he, in, intending to kill him. This was trying to kill him. So the father is bringing him to Jesus, He said, this has been trying to kill him since he was a boy. And then notice here in verse 22, this last part. But if you can do anything, do have pity on us and help us. And in verse 23, and Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why all things can be are possible to him who believes. And verse 24 and uh, at once, the father of the boy gave a eager, piercing, inarticulate cry with tears. And he said, Lord, I believe, constantly help my weakness of faith. And then, uh, so he's, he's in his transition, making this ship. And then verse 25, and when Jesus noticed a crowd of people uh, came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you Dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you to come out of him and never go into him again. And we see that the that the that the child that the son was delivered. So again, I want to talk about uh, when we talk about uh, this uh, being persuaded to a nothing is impossible with God mindset uh, that making that shift. And uh, we're 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 not talking about persuasion to ask foolish or wrong things here in this in this. Situation, He was concerned about about his son. He was concerned about his boy. And and, and the things that we've been looking at have been connected with the promises of God. So it's not just something that's anywhere, that's just out here, that's anything. We're talking about things that's connected with the promise. And so uh, here, uh, this father uh, honestly admits before the Lord his mindset. He says, basically, he's saying, I'm struggling in faith. Look at my son he's been this has been going on a long time. He's been in this condition since he was a boy. And it's tried to throw him into the fire time and time again, throw him into the water to intending to kill him over and over and over again. He's been struggling with this. And I took him to your disciples, and and i've been and I've been seeing this for years happening. So he says, uh, I'm struggling. If you can do anything, he says, help my, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, help my weakness of faith. He says, this is my child. This has been going on since he was a child. This is my son. It's been going on since he was a child. And Jesus is saying, it's it, it's not a question of the, of the sufficiency or the ability of divine power, but it's about being persuaded." And so he says, Lord, help my belief. Help me with the faith that I need. And this is the lesson that we need uh, as we're working to have a nothing is impossible to God mindset is to be like this father to say, Lord, help me to have the faith that I need for the situation that, that I'm dealing with. He'd been dealing with this situation for a, a while, for some years, we could say. And whatever situation we're dealing with, and maybe it's been going on and on and on, and we could say, well, there's no hope. Well, we can be like Abraham. We can believe against hope. And and he he went he went to the Lord. This this father went to the Lord and said, Help my unbelief, help my weakness of faith. I'm 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 believing as best I can, but I'm calling out, I'm crying out for you to help me to make this shift. Because I know that if I can make this shift, then I can open the door to the blessing. If I can make this shift in my mindset, I can be all that you call me to be. If I can make this shift, I can get into the destiny that you, that you have for me. So it's, 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 Lord, give me the faith that I need. Give me the, uh, help me with the persuasion that I need in this situation. Help me with the mentality that I need as I'm looking at this situation. And notice what Abraham said, he didn't look at his own body. He didn't consider his, his own situation. He was looking on the promise. He was looking on the God who makes the promise. He said, he's looking at the God who calls those things that be not, who quickeneth the dead. That's where his faith was. And so we've got to continue to work to make that shift as we feed on the word. Uh, the, the, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we continue to input the word of God in us, then our faith will continue to rise and rise and rise. And we'll no longer look from an earthly perspective at our situations, but we'll look at it from a heavenly situation from a heavenly perspective in our situation and see that there is nothing too hard for God. The God of heaven can tackle any situation. Every situation, every mountain on earth is a molehill, hallelujah. It's an anthill, hallelujah. So nothing is too hard for God. And so God can, can help us to persuade us, to give us the ability, to give us the strength for any challenge that's coming against us. He can help us to believe. And so again, he says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief, glory to God. So He's the source. God is the source of persuasion. His word is the source of persuasion. So I encourage you to go to the word for any situation that you're dealing with, any challenge that you're dealing with. The word of God has heaven's answers for earthly situations. Glory to God. It has heaven's answers, and we have to we have to go over it again and again and again to work on the blockers in our minds that's trying to hinder us. That's trying to keep us from being persuaded. As we keep hammering the word uh, in our hearts and keep going over it in our minds and and we keep going over it and over it, we'll break the resistance and we'll break through to the the persuadability that there is nothing too hard for God. Glory to God, hallelujah. There is nothing too hard for God. Glory to God, hallelujah. Let me give you one more and we're gonna begin to wrap up here. Go with me to Matthew chapter 19. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 19. And uh, we're going to be in the Amplified Bible. Matthew chapter 19. And we're going to look at verse 23. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 23. And we're going to wrap up with this one here. Hallelujah. Matthew 19 and verse 23. Here is another uh, persuasion. uh, A mental persuasion. uh, Another shift. Jesus persuades his followers that anyone can be saved. Jesus persuades his followers that anyone can be saved. Hallelujah. Here in Matthew uh, chapter 19 and verse 23, and Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, it will be difficult for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. It's difficult. It's hard. And verse 24, again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. In verse 25, when the disciples heard this, they were utterly uh, puzzled, it says in Amplified, utterly puzzled, astonished, bewildered, saying, who then can be saved from eternal death? And then verse 26, but Jesus looked at them and said, here's the shift again, With man, with men, this is impossible. But all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. So that, that's the shift. So they're saying, who then can be saved? If it's difficult for uh, the rich person to be saved, who can be saved? It says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And there may be other people that have other cases. So this is, this is the extreme case of a person who's trusting in their riches. And it says this, uh, that, that it's difficult. For them to, to be saved, uh, but Jesus responds to disciples, but says, "But with God, all things are possible." So that's the that's the key is with God, all things are possible. So, so I want to shift to a mindset that there's nothing too difficult for God. And so anyone that we're believing that that needs to be saved or, or healed or delivered, hook up with God and hook up with His mindset, and we can be, and we can begin to trust His abilities that there's nothing too difficult for God. Notice here in verse 27, uh, uh, Peter says, then it says, then Peter answered him saying, behold, we have left all and have become your disciples. We sided with your part party and follow you. What then shall we receive? Jesus says to them in verse 28, truly I say to you in the new age, the messianic rebirth of the world, when the son of man shall sit down on the throne of his glory, You who have become my disciples, sided with my party, and followed me will also sit on 12 uh, thrones and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And anyone and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my namesake will receive many a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. And so, uh, if, if God can, can save those who are, who, are, who are serving the God of mammon, then anyone can be saved. And he goes on to tell them that everyone who, who's, who's given themselves to God, you, you won't regret it one bit. Everything that you've given up for God, you won't regret it. There's nothing too difficult for God, nothing too hard for God. He says he will bless you, you'll receive a hundred times more and uh, you will be, and also you will return uh, you will inherit eternal life but here with this man uh, he was trusting in the god of mammon and remember uh, jesus said no one can serve two masters god or mammon and uh, uh, you can either serve one or the other but he he goes on to say that it is still not too difficult for a person to trust in this god the god of mammon to be transformed to make that shift and so, any challenge, anything under that, anything under the God of this world, there's nothing too difficult for anyone to uh, to uh, to receive the salvation of God. Because if they if uh, anything that's that's if you if you can turn away from the trust to anything else other than God, God can help you to make that that shift to make that mindset, and you can trust God. So there's nothing too difficult for God. If you, As we're trusting for loved ones to be saved, to turn their lives around, there is nothing too difficult for God. He wants us to know that that is not too hard for anyone to be saved when we put them in God's hands and we look to God, we look to heaven to minister to them. God has so many resources. And so that's why he wants us to continue to shift our mindset that there is nothing too difficult to God uh, for healing, for salvation, for deliverance, whatever it is. God can bring that transformation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to God in prayer. <coughs> Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this time around your word. <clears throat> we thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and light into our path. We thank you, Father, for helping us to make this shift, this mindset shift, that there's nothing too difficult for God, help us to take the th- our eyes off of um, the the natural circumstances or the things that's confronting us. And look to you, look to you as Jesus did. He looked to the Father, and he realized that there is nothing too difficult for God. Help us to shift to that mindset that there's nothing too difficult for you, God. And we'll see you do great and mighty things that you bring your promises to pass, whether it's real estate, whether it's it's healing. And we're believing for a debt-free turnkey building. We thank you, Father. There is nothing too difficult for you, no sickness too difficult for you. You're the great God, you're the almighty God. Help us continue to keep our eyes focused on you and to trust you to do what only you can do. We speak your blessings upon each and every one here today that will make that shift and will rise higher and go from one degree of faith to another degree of faith, from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, uh, claiming and proclaiming that there is nothing too difficult for God. In our on our behalf and in our situation. We praise you and we thank you for it. Like Abraham did, we give you glory. Just take a moment to give him glory. We glorify you, Father, that there is nothing too difficult for you. We praise you, we thank you. Hallelujah. We praise you. We walk in victory over every situation. We walk in victory over every, every circumstance because we partner with you, the God of the impossible, the God who can do great and mighty things. We bless you and we thank you for it. Continue to transform us and help us to go to higher levels in you, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise God. We just thank you for uh, your time here uh, with us uh, around the word, and we trust God that uh, we use these, uh, these words to, to minister to us and to help us to press forward and to continue to make the shift so that we can go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Glory to God. This time, we want to prepare our hearts uh, for a time of, of giving and sowing into our ministry. Uh, you can sow into our apostle and minister Janice. I want to put that information uh, there. I see it there. Uh, posted it there on, on the line there uh, for you to give on the, the tiber link. So there's the uh, the channel for you to, to, to give and to sow on tonight. Uh, take advantage of that. Plant that seed. Continue to trust God. Hallelujah. That there is nothing too difficult for him. Continue to chew and meditate on these things, so that we can see what God wants to wants to see, and uh, God wants us to see, and what God wants us to do. Apostles pressing in for miracle signs and wonders. Let's shift our mindset to believe that there is nothing too difficult for God. Glory to God. Again, there's the information for your giving. Uh, please take advantage of that, and put your faith out, release your faith for God to be a blessing to you. Praise God. If there's nothing else, we're going to begin to wrap up here. Uh, We'll see you on Sunday, uh, 8 o'clock. And as Apostle says, grace, peace, and increase be under you and belong to you. God bless you. Bye-bye.